0: Hey, hey guys. Today, we're going to be talking about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Now, I'm going to be speaking from experience, of course, and I'm also going to be pulling on some key things that I've learned through mentors, through coaches, and through witnessing and interacting with other entrepreneurs who are doing what it is that they do successfully. And I want to highlight the word successfully because I want to only share the things that are helping or will help I should say you as the entrepreneur long term. So to help you to play the long game because if you aren't in it to win it then this podcast may not be for you. So I want to dive right into them. I've come up with a list of five things. However, I need you to understand, of course, there are many more things that can assist you on the entrepreneurial journey. However, the five things that I'm going to note today are must-haves and must-dos in order to play this long game I had mentioned, okay? So the first one is to have an entrepreneurial mindset, okay? And let me tell you what I mean by that. Entrepreneurs see the problem. And of course, entrepreneurs are able to see and identify the problem as well with anything that's happening. However, the difference between the entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs is that they're solution focused. They come up with solutions to tackle that problem. So this means pulling on our great friend Robert Kiyosaki's philosophy of changing your cans to howls right? So instead of saying you can't do something or trying to count all the reasons why something cannot be done, it's time for you to ask yourself, how can it be done? Even if that means bringing someone else in to solve it, that's still figuring out a how around it, right? And that slight shift in mindset makes a huge difference. I think I have a whole YouTube video all about that as well. Well, I have three mindset shifts that can change your life. So I'll actually put that in the show notes for you. But I want you to focus on this one specifically as it relates to entrepreneurship and in addition to changing your cans to house and being solution focused still under this mindset piece for number 1 is that you cannot play the victim right you can't complain about the hands you've been dealt if you aren't willing to shuffle and what i mean by that is whatever area in your life you feel is lacking you need to shuffle it friends Shuffle them up, get some new ones. We'll talk about that in a bit as well. Job, shuffle it up. Maybe you got a nine to five that's not working for you, but you still need it to, you know, start up your business so that you can run your business or side hustle successfully, if that's what you believe. Then fine, find a new job. And I'm not saying any of these things are easy. I'm just saying that it's something you have to figure out and get on the other side of rather than saying, I hate my job, or my boss is unfair, or this person did this to me, or whatever it is that you may be saying that you feel is is holding you back, I need you to change that. I need you to shuffle it up because no one is holding you hostage but you. And until you understand that, you're gonna continue to feel stuck. If you're unhappy with your health or you're unhappy with your physical condition, maybe, um, you know, switch up your diet, switch up your exercise regime, things like that. I need you to figure out a way that you can get yourself unstuck because we often hear people complaining about all the things they don't have or all the reasons why they don't have the things that they want. However, one thing you very rarely hear these complaints and say is I'm to blame, or you know, it's something I've done, or I need to make this change. You know, they're constantly pointing the finger at all the reasons why something's difficult. And does this mean it's not difficult? Of course not, it may very well be difficult. However, as we know, where attention goes, energy is going to flow. So, if you're focused on all the things going wrong, what are you attracting to yourself? More of things going wrong, right? So, I need you to focus on shuffling your deck, getting that new job. Is it hard? Possibly. Is it impossible? Of course it's not. Change it up and change your life. Shuffle that dot. So all in all, what I'm telling you with this whole number one piece is to find the light in the dark, right? To find that solution, to be solution focused, to change your cans into hows, to shuffle your deck, to do what it is that you have to do to guarantee your success. You have to be willing to do what it is that you have to do on the mental side of things. So the mindset and all the things we were just talking about, and also through that positive mindset, is going to cause you to take the necessary actions that you have to take in order to ensure that you are one of those entrepreneurs and not simply sitting in the entrepreneur space yeah we're playing the long game remember so let's hop into number two the second thing that's absolutely needed on the entrepreneurial journey and you're 100% gonna need if you're planning to play the long game as an entrepreneur and do it successfully is resilience and let me tell you why You need resilience because it's not going to go according to plan all the time. And it very well may go better. And it very well may be a little worse than you planned it to be. However, the important thing is to understand that you need to get up and try again. You need to get up and continue to move forward. You need to, even if it becomes better in the long run, you need to understand that while it's not going great right now, that you still have to push through. And as an add-on to the resilience piece of things, it's understanding that failure is a part of the journey. And I know I often don't even like to say the word failure because Webster's dictionary defines it as the lack of success. And I truly don't believe that we can lack success if we don't stop, if we don't give up, if we're resilient, right? And continue on until we achieve that thing we want to achieve, then there will not be no, you know, quote unquote failure. However, I know that when something doesn't happen temporarily, that that's also seen as a failure. So let's talk about it. It's definitely something that comes along with the journey. It's something that you have to not only grow to expect, but grow to begin to appreciate because it's through those short-term failures that you begin to get that long-term success. And I actually put something on my Twitter the other day. And when I say the other day, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago now, but on there, I was sharing a bit about rejection because that's something that comes under the umbrella of failure, right? You believe that someone isn't accepting you or your product or service. And that can seem like failure. If you put something out there and no one wants it. But I put something on Twitter the other day that I thought would be super helpful that I'm gonna read for you. So it says that no, not quite right not right now or not for us that you're afraid of receiving is already guaranteed if you never ask or put yourself out there. Rejection is a mandatory piece of the growth process in every industry. So don't look at rejection too often as failure. Understand that those rejections doesn't make you a reject and that those rejections actually help to project you into another direction or into a higher platform. So they help you to grow. They help you to evolve, right? So don't be afraid of the rejection. So I use this analogy or not even analogy, but I was just talking about rejections because that is, like I said, something that we often view as failure. That product or service you have, someone may reject it. Maybe they don't want to buy it. Maybe, you know, you just have to go back to the drawing board and that may feel like failure to you. However, understand that after that, when you go back to the drawing board, you may have a success like you've never seen before. And this goes into that resilient mindset, knowing that no matter what, as long as you don't give up you cannot fail permanently okay so and it also goes back to the first thing which is the entrepreneurship mindset being solution focused so when something does not work out and you quote unquote fail what is your next step and this doesn't mean ignoring the feelings right you want to feel your feels you want to feel all the feels Feel sad if you are sad. Get angry if you are angry, but I want you not to stay there. I want you to stop and ask yourself, what can you do from this position? How can you fix this? How can you move forward? How can you make it better? Brainstorm those things and don't stay there. And that's what's going to help you to be resilient. You have to get up and brush off your knees, brush off your shoulders. And that doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, right? Failure can hurt. But you got to continue on. And the ridiculous piece of my brain, which is a big portion of it, when I said brush your shoulders off, I was thinking of Jay-Z's song, feeling like a pimp. Go on, brush your shoulders off. You know what I'm talking about? If you do, screenshot this and take me on Instagram so I don't feel like I'm alone at gaynete, G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. Yep. Okay. Moving right along. So one thing I had mentioned too, still in this resilient piece, we're still in number two, was that. If you never put yourself out there or if you never ask, right, that you're still going to be rejected. And what I mean by that is you're already living your worst case scenario. So you might as well do the thing that you're fearful of doing because of failure. We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it? And what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? If you're fearful to tell people you got an event coming out because you're afraid no one's going to buy tickets. Well, guess what? No one's going to buy tickets if you don't ever tell them. Right. Or if you never create that event, they still won't buy tickets. So you're already living that worst case scenario, even if you don't do the thing you're fearful of doing. Hope that makes sense to you. It makes a lot of sense in my head. Let me know if that makes sense to you by again doing a screenshot and letting me know that this is resonating with you, specifically this piece. Because a lot of times, like I said, the things we fear the most are the things we are already living a lot of us are fearful of failing and not achieving the things we want to achieve well guess what if we don't take those action steps if we don't do those things that we're scared of doing we're not going to achieve them anyway so we're already living that worst case scenario yeah so let's move on to number three because we've already covered number one which was the mindset piece right and all the little pieces that were in between that and the second bit was all about resilience and failure so let's move on to number three which is self-awareness And you may be listening and rolling your eyes like, oh, you're talking about mindset. You're talking about resilience, you know, talking about self-awareness. But let me tell you, these things and the other things we're gonna talk about today are key in order to be a successful long game playing entrepreneur and not just a entrepreneur that's kind of in, kind of out, kind of warm, kind of hot, want to do it, don't want to do it, successful for a short bit, not successful long term. I don't want that for you. I want you to be a successful entrepreneur who's playing the long game. And if you do want to be that, you have to be self-aware. And that just means having the emotional intelligence, right? And by emotional intelligence, what I mean is being aware of not just your emotions, but how you conduct yourself, the things that trigger you, how you react, how you deal with difficult situations how you deal with exciting situations right the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotions is the definition according to aunt google because she's wise beyond her years and it also says to handle interpersonal relationships empathetically so the way that you interact with others is a big part of your own self-awareness and part of your interaction with others is interaction with yourself right so back to the self-awareness and the reason this is important of the entrepreneur. Journey. It is the loneliest career in the world. And what I mean by that is you are your boss. You are a re- usually at the beginning your only employee. You are your colleagues. You are everything. So you have to know who you are at the center of it all. How do you react in difficult situations? How can you change that if your reaction isn't something that's producing something of value for your business? You know, when you're interacting with people, how can your communication skills? Along with being able to identify theirs because you're so self-aware, right? You're able to pick up what it is that works best for them as an individual, how to best communicate an idea, a solution, or a way forward for something. And developing self awareness isn't something that you can go to a store and pick up or something that you could purchase and be done with it. It's something that's developed over time. It's something that takes a lifetime to master fully. However, you can definitely begin working on it now. And that's to figure out what are your triggers. When you get triggered, rather than just focusing on being angry, figure out why you're angry. And when you figure out why you're angry, figure out what made you attach to that? Figuring out a way to detach and not judge yourself for the way you're reacting. However, figuring out a way that you can solve it, right? Or just not even necessarily solve it, but being able to step back and be able to identify it and put a name to it and be able to understand why you react the way you do to certain things. But detachment is a super important piece of self-awareness. So I say trigger points because that's something easy to identify. When you're mad, you know you're mad, right? That's something easy to pick up on. But even in your everyday life, when things are just humdrum or, you know, you're just doing your day in day out work as an entrepreneur, figuring out what it is that gets you excited, what it is that makes you tick, what it is, at what point do you get bored? Why are you bored? What can you do to change that? Getting really clear on who you are as an individual. And then you. You are communicating with other people even if you don't have a team maybe it's ordering services or ordering some equipment or ordering products or whatever from someone else for your business figuring out how you act as a leader what is your leadership style getting really clear on that and figuring out the best way that you can drive a team when you eventually have one if you don't have one already and figuring out all the things that make you unique and when you're able to identify what makes you unique and how your business can stand out, cause you are a big piece of your business, right? When you're able to do that, then it makes you so much more marketable also when you're self-aware, you know how you work best. You know when you work best. You know when you aren't that productive. You know why you aren't that productive. You're so much more aware, and I hate using the words part of a definition to describe the word itself, but you're so much more aware of who you are as an individual, and it's that awareness that allows your business to thrive, okay? So this one's a lot easier. It's self-explanatory. It's super simple. However, achieving it, like I said, isn't something that happens overnight. It's going to require a lot of quiet time. It's going to require you to sit down and think and talk to yourself okay it's going to require meditation it's going to require you identifying what it is that's driving you what it is that's holding you back and maybe even going through coaching so that someone from the outside in could look at you and help you identify some of the traits and they may not all be positive traits and it's being okay with that it's being okay with getting feedback that's part of the self-awareness journey getting constructive feedback that you can use to help yourself to evolve as an individual to help yourself to grow to help yourself to then use that information to help your business to grow getting a coach is super helpful for things like this But just ensure that you're getting feedback from people you trust, from people that can help you move forward. Because there's going to be a lot of people giving you unsolicited advice along the entrepreneurship journey as well. And I often say that there's always people on the sidelines trying to tell those in the game how to play. But there's only one person on the sideline that they need to be listening to, and that's the coach, right? So there are a whole lot of people in the stands that's going to have advice for you who've never played the game. There are going to be people in the stands who's going to have advice for you who have not one single clue about what it is that you're doing. And you're gonna need discernment to figure out who it is that you can trust, who it is that you are willing to get information from because you should not be getting feedback from everybody, okay? Well, you can't stop the feedback, but you should not be processing and taking on the feedback from everybody, I should say. So those in your circle that you trust, those in your circle that you feel know you best, right? And also those who are on your journey, who've either been where you are or they're close to your journey, or maybe they're very far ahead, steps and steps ahead of you. Those are people you can trust. And those are the people you get the feedback from that's going to assist you to develop self-awareness, but it's going to come from you as well. So make sure you do that inner dialogue work. Make sure you're checking in with yourself. And if you haven't listened to the podcast with Rachel Luna that I did a couple weeks ago, I want you to go back and listen to that one. Because you're going to notice multiple times when she was going through a difficult time when it came to planning her latest event, which was Confidence activated, which had over 200 live attendees, she had many roadblocks. And through those roadblocks, she often said, okay, what can I do? What did I do? Why did I react that way? You know, maybe I didn't communicate it properly with my staff. She always reflected back. She's very self-aware and that has helped her have longevity in this game. So self-awareness is number three. Let's move on to number four. So number four is understanding your cash flow. Ooh, I know, I know we like money, but we don't necessarily like to talk about or think about all the other numbers involved. I get it. As an entrepreneur, especially when you are a creative, which most of us are, right? We're doing things that require, oh goodness, which side of the brain is it? Is it the left or the right side? I don't know. I don't remember. But that side of the brain that's all into the creativity aspect of it, we don't normally like to think about the number piece of it because that's logistics. That's things that feel like they're holding us back and weighing us down. I get it. However, I also need you to understand that nothing will kill your business faster than not having an understanding or a hand on your cash flow in your business. So you should know your numbers, period. And I talk about this all the time because it's important. And I am not going to put my hand up here and say that I always knew my numbers. In fact, I was pretty trash at it. I used to know relatively what I was bringing in, but I wasn't paying too much attention to what was going out. I also wasn't paying too much attention to projections. I wasn't paying too much attention to all those other things that just felt like they were pulling me back from creating. However, I noticed that once I started to look at my money seriously, that I was able to multiply it. Okay, and again, this is where attention goes. Energy flows. If you're focused on your numbers, you're going to be able to attract and bring in bigger and better numbers. And that's just the piece of it. That which gets tracked grows. We know this, right? You start paying attention to your plants and watering them and taking care of them. They're going to grow. And the same with your numbers. You have to be able to understand your cash flow. And by cash flow, I'm referring to what it is that you have available, dispensable, cash money that you can move and use easily not something that's tied up in investments not something that's tied up in assets in the business like physical assets like a building or equipment or something like that but the actual cash flow because there are a lot of companies that are operating at a deficit and that's fine especially at the beginning when you are bootstrapping however you have to be able to know where you are because then how can you figure out where you're going you're going somewhere blind right you don't know where you have to go you don't know what you have to make, you don't know what it is that you have to do in order to get out of the hole if you don't even know what the hole is. So, it's important that you understand your numbers. I know every month how much I'm making, I know how much I'm making, usually at least minimum to the dollar three months in advance, like the minimum I'll be making three months from now, the minimum, right? because I know my cash flow I also know how much my expenses are each month and yeah there are some that are variable and I'm not telling you that you have to know to the penny for every single thing I'm just telling you to get a better handle on what it is that you have available because this is a big issue a lot of businesses have they're not focused on their cash flow and how much cash they're going to have readily available in the months ahead and because of that, they get to a place where they're so tight that they can't pay their expenses off and they suffocate their business. You don't want to suffocate your business. You want to be able to project what's happening and figure out ways that you can increase your cash flow if need be. Because one thing that is not it is putting on a sale because you're short on cash, right? Or doing something because you want to put a cash injection in your business and every once in a while having a sale or you know doing these little things will not necessarily kill the business right away however if it's something that you find yourself doing more often so more than once then it is a major red flag that you need to pay attention to your cash flow and in fact it was somebody who had this on instagram i'm gonna find it i think it was nicole walters had summarized this perfectly so let me read this for you have you guys ever read something and you're like oh my god that's exactly what i've been trying to say but they just say it so eloquently yeah nicole slayed it with this she says if you run a business and want to run a sale first you need to run your numbers discounting your inventory because you want to see a spike in sales, have a bill, or need some money isn't a sustainable business practice. You eat into your profit margin and it will pay later. But she didn't end there. In her actual caption, she went into so much more detail that really hit the nail in the head. And she was talking about seeing this type of behavior all the time where people heavily discount things to create a surge in revenue in their business. And she said it's a couple things she wanted to talk about as it related to this. And all of these things hit me, you know, like doing the Tyler Perry clap, Medea clap <laughs> while I was reading it. So the first one is you should be planning your sales at the top of a year. Black Friday sales shouldn't be decided on the thursday Mm -hmm. number two if you're constantly discounting to get rid of inventory you have yet another problem the wrong inventory the wrong price point or the wrong market yes Yes, 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 all of it. Okay, so number three. She says, if you're running sales because you need cash, you need to manage your funds better or outsource that responsibility to a certified accountant or CFO. Your business should be building working capital, a financial reserve for growth of business on a regular basis. That's the one goal. She says to grow it so you can scale, expand, and impact. If you need quick cash, you're doing something wrong. Yes, and so many people do this and it's okay if you're one of those people that do it it's okay like my Angela says you know better now you do better right so okay let me read the last one number four was you shouldn't randomly decide percentage points for discount there is a very specific amount of money remaining after your costs and expenses which mean so you can't make up how much you want to give away you have to run your numbers she's amazing I don't know if you guys follow Nicole Walters Nicole with no h so it's n-o-n-i-c-o-l-e Walters w-a-l-t-e-r on Instagram. She's awesome. I've been following her since Periscope days. So what's that back in 2014, 13, 14, 2014 ish days. Yeah, that's when I started following her. So she's been on it since then. And I remember watching the video where she quit her job. She had a six figure job that she went in and she took us all in on her Periscope and we watched her quit. And it was amazing because I've seen her grow her multi-million dollar business ever since. So 100% a great person Person to follow. So let's go into the next one because I think you get the point that you have to know your numbers. And you may be saying, you know, I can't afford an accountant right now or I can't figure out, you know, whatever it is. Then that means you need to grab something inexpensive like QuickBooks or, and they have like a monthly plan if you want to get the online version. Or go online and learn how to do the things yourself for now. Because this is something that's important. Remember, you know better, now you do better. So now it's turning that can into how. Be solution-focused. Figuring it out. Writing yourself. Or at the very beginning, writing down everything you're spending and writing down everything you're making. At least for now. That's a start, right? How much does the things you're buying cost? And when I say cost, I'm not just talking about for the physical product or for you to put on the service. I'm thinking beyond that. Does it require stamp duty? Does it require you to drive from one place to another? How much gas is that taking? How much time is that taking? How much does each of your hours, you know, what are they worth? What are your hours worth according to what it is that you're doing right now? And when you figure out your numbers, what it helps you to also do is figure out what isn't worth it in your business. There may be something that you're like, man, I'm only making $10 an hour for this, or I'm only making $100 an hour for this, and everything else in my business, I'm making over 450 an hour. So I need to figure out how to either increase this profit Or I need to let this go so I can focus my attention on the things that are bringing me more money. So knowing your numbers is super, super important. And I'm glad I shared the thing with Nicole Walters, because now that's bringing us to number five, which is to find your tribe, right? And that means finding a group of individuals that you can be around or that you can be with or listen to or learn from that can assist you on your journey. Because you may be sitting there and saying, well, look, my friends aren't entrepreneurs. They don't get it. Or maybe you need some new friends. We talked about shuffling the deck, right? If you need some new friends, don't be afraid to go out and seek them. Go to networking events. Find people who are like-minded. And when I say like-minded, not, you know, like, hyenas and, you know, I'm thinking of Lion King because I saw it a couple weeks ago, but where it's like one person says something, they all agree. Like, no, I'm not telling you like-minded where you're all thinking the same things. But when I say like-minded, I mean, you guys are on a similar journey and you have a similar mindset, right? That's the type of people you want to surround yourself with. And if you believe that you can't find too many people like that, like physically around you, find them online. I told you about Nicole Walters, find Oprah. Oprah's a mentor and a friend of mine. She just don't know it yet, okay? (laughs) But seriously, find people and surround yourself with things that are gonna help to lift you and level you and your business up. This podcast is one of them. Hi, friend. So I want you to do more things like this. Listen to other podcasts that help lift you up. On my Instagram page, I have a list of podcasts, business podcasts that I found helpful. I have a YouTube video of business podcasts that I found helpful in fact I'll link both my motivational podcast list as well as my YouTube for my my youtube video I should say to my um, business podcast list below this in the show notes as well so I'll have that there. But, you know, read books that are going to help lift you up. You can learn from people through their writing, right? Surround yourself by going to, like I said, the networking events, putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations so that you can change your surroundings. Because as you get a tribe of people to support you, as you got a tribe of people you can support, because it's a give and take, right? As you get a tribe of people you can listen to or read, and, you know, all of those things, you're going to help build and develop yourself, which is going to help and pour into your business. So those are the five things. So I'm going to recap them really quickly. OK, number one is the mindset, being solution focused, turning your cans into house and shuffling that deck. Right. That was number one. Number two is being resilient and not being afraid to fail. Or as they said in Lion King, right, I laugh in the face of danger. Ha 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 ha. I'm so corny. But anyway, you can't be afraid of failure it's temporary if you don't give up. So continue to push through and be resilient. Number three is being self aware, super important on your entrepreneurship journey. Number four was understanding your cash flow because it will kill your business faster than anything else. And number five is finding your tribe, whether that's in real life, online, or wherever preferably in both i want you to find your tribe attend conferences go to networking events do what you got to do in order to ensure that you're surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs on a similar journey and even those that are levels above where you are right now okay hope you like this podcast if you did make sure you take a screenshot like i said and take me over on gaynete at g-a-y-n-e-t-e on instagram can't wait to see ya okay okay i see you freedom slayer you stayed through to the end which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode listen if you haven't already do your sister a favor by heading on over to the itunes store to leave a review for the podcast it'll help others like you find a benefit from it and look it also helps with the rankings hashtag af i appreciate you